Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Zanetta Adams, the Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Today, we're talking about employment resources for veterans. Our guest today will be Crystal Bursch of the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity, Veterans Employment Services. Michael Poima, an employment specialist for the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs and Executive Director of Invest Vets, and Tim Honeycutt, the CEO and co-founder of Zero Day. This is an interesting conversation. This is a conversation that could help put money and resources in your pocket. So it's one that you don't want to miss. If you're a veteran or you're connected to a veteran, you want to stay tuned because when we come back, we'll have an interesting and exciting show for you. So stick with us when we return on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Today, again, we're talking about employment resources for veterans. Joining me again to have a discussion about employment and employment opportunities um, is going to be Aaron Stover, the Public Affairs Officer for the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Welcome to the show. Hey, Director, thanks for having me back again. Yeah, you know, we have you back a lot. I think you bring a great perspective to the show. So um, today we're talking about employment resources for veterans. And, you know, I, I really do um, think that it's really important to kind of talk about what employment and unemployment looks like in our state so we can kind of get a perspective of why these resources are so important. So, uh, you know, just looking at the statistics uh, recently, the veteran population 18 plus, the annual average jobless rate in Michigan was 11.3% in 2020. That's compared to 6.5% for veterans nationally. And, and that's compared to the non-veteran um, counterparts at the same age range at 9.4%. So veteran unemployment is pretty high. And, and those numbers come from, you know, those folks who are applying for unemployment. So there may be several reasons why that's higher in 2020 than it had been, but it is an area of concern for sure. It is. And especially it's something that I think so many veterans aren't aware of the resources and information that's out there for them, that they, there's places that can help you with a resume. There's places that can help with cover letters for interview skills, for job searching skills. There's so many resources for veterans and I'm excited that today you get to talk about some of those, that information that's out there for veterans. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I, I, I love the fact that we at the MVAA are a resource as well. So we've been working very closely with the Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity, as well as, you know, the Department of VA and Tim Honeycutt, you know, as some of our stakeholders to help make sure that veterans are taken care of. And when we talk about employment, there are several different employment opportunities. I mean, we have thousands of jobs available in the state of Michigan. We have veterans preference in the state of Michigan. And all you have to do is give us a call at 1-800-MICHVET. That's that 1-800-642-4838 number. And you can get connected to someone who can help walk you through your employment options and opportunities. So it's really as simple as that. Yeah, it's so simple. And I feel like, you know, the economy is starting to pick back up. I think we're kind of unpausing where our lives have been paused for almost a year now. And I feel like if a veteran is looking for a job, this is a great opportunity. I feel like our economy is getting back going and start looking for that job and listen uh, today to all the resources that we share and use them, please. 
Absolutely. And I think also, you know, we have our veteran-friendly employer program and we have uh, roughly 403 veteran-friendly employers who are looking to help veterans not only become employed, but to retain that employment. But they also, several of them, um, many of them actually work to help spouses become employed as well. So we have all these great resources. We can help you. Um, we can help you get connected to programs that can help translate your military service into civilian uh, speak, I guess, because, you know, when I got out, you know, it was, you know, all acronyms, right? You're talking about the date JFHQ and the, you know, the MOS. And, and so you go into a job interview and you're talking about all these things and people are looking at you like I, they're smiling like they get it, but they don't get it. So, so we have to have some, some, some things to help you do that as well. And calling our 1-800 hotline will get you connected to those things. It will. And what I love about our VFE, the Veteran Friendly Employer Program, is that these are employers who recognize the unique skill set that veterans bring to the workforce and they get it and they've de developed programs, they've developed staff that really understands how to work well with veterans. And it's a program that I'm so proud um, that we offer through our agency. Well, I couldn't agree more. And the one of the other things I wanted to point out is that employment doesn't have to be necessarily traditional. Um, we can look at different opportunities. For instance, I know the Department of Labor and Economic Development recently, recently received a huge federal grant to help you know, um, promote apprenticeship opportunities, but apprenticeship opportunities are not gonna just show up. If you're a veteran who has access to your GI Bill, you're not planning to use it for traditional schooling, you're not planning to use it for your dependent or your spouse, and you're at a, a job site, you can ask them about apprenticeship opportunities and gain access to additional funding through your GI Bill benefits to get to get that. But it takes sometimes it takes that proactive step of saying, hey, I want this here. How can we do this? And so, you know, I encourage veterans to be your own best advocate. If that's a, an area where you want to be more educated and, and, and take advantage of those opportunities where apprenticeship is not just in a factory. It can be in a hospital setting. It could be in a state agency. It can be in any of those types of areas. Then you can take advantage of that. Absolutely. And I just feel like there's, again, so many resources, so, many inf so much information that our um, Veteran Resource Center has. So we just encourage you to call at 1-800-MISHFET and just find out what we can do for you. Absolutely. And there is no reason why you should be without a job with the market that we're in right now, except for maybe I get it. I understand that you may have health concerns. You may have some health challenges. Maybe you're not ready to kind of take that step to be out in the field, but there are so many uh, remote positions right now. I know uh, one of my, uh, one of the people I know actually just got a job with Home Depot, uh, a veteran spouse got a job with Home Depot on the phone working, you know, remotely. So there are opportunities. You just got to give us a call. So, um, I, I'm excited to talk to our next guest um, to talk about these employment opportunities that we have. Thank you so much for joining us today, Erin, once again, as always. Thanks, Director. Have a great show. Thanks. And when we come back from the commercial break, we'll be talking to Crystal Birch from the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity, Veterans Employment Services, about all the services that they have to offer and how you can become engaged. So stick around and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. 
Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Sonetta Adams, the director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And joining me during this first segment is Crystal Bershey of the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity, the Veterans Employment Services. Welcome to the show, Crystal. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. So today we're talking about veterans employment services. We're talking about veterans employment resources. And so can you tell us a little bit about um, the veterans employment services that are offered by Leo? Absolutely. So veterans employment services, what we do is provide veterans and eligible persons with one-on-one intensive career services to help them reduce or remove barriers to employment. Um, We are located throughout the state of Michigan within your local Michigan Works offices, and we have staff of veteran career advisors and local veterans employment representatives. Great. And so is this service or are these services just for veterans or can, can spouses utilize them too? Like, how does this work? Yes. And spouses fall under the eligible persons. Oh, great. So, um, who else may fall under the eligible persons besides the veteran and spouses? You can also, the eligible persons also falls under any caregivers. Caregivers can also see if they qualify. Oh, wow. That's great. Caregivers are mm-hmm. such an underutilized, um, they're, they're, they're unrecognized, I would say, um, in the community. And some of them don't even recognize that they're caregivers. So to know that those individuals um, can reach out and get assistance, that's great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So do you all have, um, do you have access to like remote opportunities? Because I know, you know, we hear from veterans, we hear from spouses, we hear from caregivers, and a lot of times spouses and caregivers who are taking care of their veteran are, are needing to provide additional income into their home, but they can't necessarily be gone a 40 hour work week, you know, outside of the home. So are there opportunities within the state that your, um, employment services representatives or employment representatives can assist with? So our veterans employment representatives can work with any and all veterans, including those eligible persons. But what I would recommend is also connecting with the Pure Michigan Talent Connect for available job opportunities for those veterans and their eligible persons. And veterans can explore any job postings 24 hours before they're actually posted to the public. Oh, wow. That is amazing. And so we'll make sure that we highlight the Pure Michigan Talent Connect uh, link on our uh, Facebook page and when we post about this show um, so that people can get access to it. And it's great that they get the uh, 24-hour jump on those employment opportunities. So um, I'm excited about what you all are doing. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the things that you may offer? Okay. So our veteran career advisors, what they do is again, provide services to help veterans overcome any barriers they might have. And some of those services include referrals to community resources, resume guidance, interview preparation, and creating an individual employment plan. Now, our local veterans employment representatives, they actually perform duties on behalf of veterans. So they work directly with employers to promote the advantages of hiring veterans. Some other activities that they may assist with is participating in career fairs, conducting employer outreach, or conducting workshops. So these are in these are in the communities that veterans live in, correct? These these individuals. Yes, we're located throughout the state of Michigan, to include the UP. 
Nice. It's always nice when we include the UP. Um, I think sometimes they feel <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I, I was just talking earlier today, um, early on their show, about um, the unemployment rate for the state of Michigan amongst veterans in 2020, what being, I think it was a little bit over 11%. Um, have yeah. you have any thoughts on why that's so high during 2020? I mean, I can, I can make guesses, but you're the, you, you all are more the experts than I am. So why it's so high? Well, as we all know, COVID and working remote, um, a lot of employers are, you know, they're seeking, they're seeking employers and it's just our duty and our job to get those employers connected with those veterans. Do you think that, and, and, and I'm, I'm asking this question if you don't know, but it's one of those things that you're, you're dealing with veterans on a, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who are having challenges to employment and who are reaching out to you. Do you think there may be some, some instances where veterans are, are not wanting to work with home or maybe there was, because it's much higher, that, that rate is much higher than the average population of that. I think that number was 9%. So uh, do you think that there may be some challenges because of like PTSD and other issues that prevent them from wanting to seek that employment? Have you heard? I have not heard to be certain, um, but there most absolutely could be, um, you know, dealing with COVID. It's it's a stressor and it can be a trigger for a lot of veterans. It could most definitely be a result of PTSD, but I'm no expert (laughs) in that matter. So, well, I, you know, as we're talking about resources and, and some of those different things and how veterans can get connected, I, I, you know, I first want to say to any veteran listening or any veteran connected person that, you know, Department of uh, Labor and Economic Opportunity, Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, including the component of Michigan Works through a Department of Leo is there to assist you. So don't sit back and, and, and not reach out if you're even curious about the opportunities that are available to you. But bringing that up, I wanted to talk a little bit about the one-on-one career services provided by Michigan Works. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So they can actually learn more about our program as well as Michigan Works programs. And I'm going to go a little bit uh, more in depth on where they can find out more information about ours. So to learn more about our program, veterans can go to www.michigan.gov VES. Um, and from that homepage, they can actually sign up for a newsletter as well. That newsletter shares information about our services. It introduces our staff members and shares any veteran success stories. Now, to directly connect with our staff, which a VCA or an LVER, veterans need to contact their local Michigan Works office, let them know that they are a veteran and that they're interested in additional veteran services. So the number to find their nearest service center is 1-800-285-9675. And to learn a lot more and go in depth with their Michigan Works services and programs, they can visit www.michiganworks.org. That's great. And, you know, before we um, wrap this up, I wanted to talk about, just touch on uh, really quickly a couple things. One, um, the uh, Veteran Employment uh, services, uh, incarcerated veterans workshops, where can they go to find out information about that? They can also go to our site to learn more about that as well. Perfect. And that is that the same for the job fairs? I'm sorry. The job fairs, 
the job fairs are also on michiganworks.org. Okay. And those are still occurring virtually, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, that's, and are, are you able to do, are you seeing more interviews um, starting to happen more in person with some of these individuals? Do they report back to you? Like, how do you find out these success stories? Well, when we do make contact with veterans who have had a successful outcome due to our services, generally we will, um, if we were back in person, we would, you know, talk about the success, where they gained employment, and get pictures with them and everything. But unfortunately, being virtual, we are communicating via Teams or Zoom, whatever is convenient for the veteran. That's how we're connecting with them to get those success stories. Okay. Well, I, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day um, to speak with us, Crystal. Um, thanks for coming on our show. Well, thank you again for having me. Thank you so much. And if you are listening and you want to find out more, you can visit, don't forget, you can get signed up for job connectivity at puremichigantalent.connect. Um, you can also go to um, michigan.gov backslash VES to find out more about the veteran employment uh, services, or you can visit www.michiganworks.org to find out more about some of the um, one-stop service center employment assistance. Uh, we are about to take a break. So I need you to get your water, take your bathroom break and come on back as we will be uh, speaking with our next guest about employment resources. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Well, welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I am joined by our next guest, Michael Poima, an employment specialist at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs and the executive director of Invest Vets. So just a little bit about Mike. He has been at the Department of Veterans Affairs since January of 2007. He's a disabled Army veteran who served on active duty from 90 to 93 as a Black Hawk helicopter repair person. He also um, obtained his bachelor's degree from Ohio State University while participating in the vocational rehabilitation uh, program, which we'll talk about the difference in the name uh, once we bring Mike on. He is the executive director of InvestVets, the employment committee, and is also, um, which is the employment committee of the Lansing Area Veterans Coalition and is a member of the DAV, VFW, and American Legion. Welcome to the show, Mike. Director Adams, thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, so we we are having a discussion today about employment resources for veterans. And so I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about your role at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Of course. Well, most veterans uh, may know us historically as Vocational Rehabilitation and Employment, or VRE. Uh, some folks may know us as Chapter 31. Uh, last year, we went through a pretty significant modernization uh, effort at VRNE. Uh, we now have a new brand and a new name. We are now known as Veteran Readiness and Employment. Uh, the mission remains the same. Uh, our clients, our veterans who come into our program, of course, apply. Eligibility is for veterans who have a 10% rating, uh, disability rating at least, and then once they're in the program, uh, we have the opportunity to help provide support and resources to help them with their next career, uh, understanding that mitigating the negative impact of disabilities is, of course, our primary focus. 
Well, that that's great to hear. And I, you know, I have been through the vocational or now it's veteran readiness, but at the time it was vocational rehabilitation program when um, I was kind of trying to get out of my uh, uh, phase of just kind of sitting around and, and, and wanting to get into the employment sector. And so I was able to work very closely with individuals um, like you um, in this space. But I, I will say that I, I didn't understand very clearly all that um, vocational rehabilitation and now veteran readiness and employment does. So could you kind of break that down as to what kind of services you provide for veterans? Absolutely. Well, first I mentioned eligibility. Eligibility is, is rather simple to define. That is veterans who have received a 10% VA disability rating or higher. We do, of course, have uh, some active service members who do anticipate also to receive a uh, disability compensation award after they are out of the military, uh, but that's basically the eligibility. Next comes entitlement, and that's usually a conversation that takes place between the veteran and his or her vocational rehabilitation counselor. I do say that most of the time what we're talking about in those opening uh, entitlement decisions and meetings are A, how do your disabling conditions, how do your disabilities impact your overall quality of life, your employment, uh, perhaps even your employability, uh, your competitiveness in the job market? Um, and, and two, what kind of plan do you have? Do you have, it may not have to be the most detailed plan, but where do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself in terms of your next career? From there, we have the opportunity to provide academic uh, support. Um, I, for example, was a VRE uh, participant back a number of years ago, and I was able to get a college degree. Many veterans come in for that, but not all veterans are interested or perhaps even um, capable of completing a four-year academic degree. So we also do two-year programs, certificate, uh, cert certification and licensure. We can do on-the-job training and support apprenticeships as well in a, in a number of other areas of support. We also, of course, can provide a monthly subsistence uh, to the veteran while he or she is in training. And then, of course, we also do provide job-ready, what we call job-ready services or employment services. That's kind of where I come in as an employment specialist, is being able to help our veterans be the best job seeker that they can be. And then I also balance that with a lot of outreach and working with uh, businesses throughout the state. Well, that's that's great information. So I guess I would ask then, does someone have to have access to a GI Bill to take part in this, or do they have to be just 10% disabled and above? The answer to the question is, as long as they have the 10% disability rating or higher, it may not matter whether they have GI Bill, and I would say post, uh, Chapter 33 or the post 9-11 GI Bill is most of the case now. Uh, the reason being is that having that service-connected disability is clearly going to, in most cases, uh, create a situation where a former service member or a veteran, uh, their quality of life issues have been impacted. They may not be able to perform some of the functions, whether it was military work-related or not. Uh, that's what the VRE program is for, is being able to uh, mitigate or reduce the impact of those disabilities uh, so a veteran could have theoretically exhausted uh, some or perhaps even some or all of their GI Bill uh, under 
uh, the post 9-11 GI Bill, but because of their disabilities, they would want to apply and have that conversation with the voc rehab counselor to really uh, drill down as to their entitlement and the type of program that's suitable for them. Well, that's great. So with all of that said, there's no cost to the veteran. Right. No, ma'am. Not at all. Not at all. The uh, the cost, I guess we could say, is that we as veterans have uh, sacrificed. Uh, unfortunately, we don't want to get hurt, uh, injured, wounded uh, during service. But for those of us who have those service-connected disabilities, that, quite frankly, is the price that you've paid uh, in order to be eligible for the program. And that's great. And I think, you know, one of the other important things that we want to make sure veterans know is that you have to show up. So you have to put in an application to see if you're eligible for that. And then and then you have to put in the work, whatever is required to get you to that point. But, you know, uh, VRE will help you do the rest. So I, I appreciate your conversation on that. I, I want to get a little bit into before we wrap up um, a little bit about InvestVets. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do there? Sure. And thank you for the opportunity. You know, it, it is true that, you know, I've been a part of government programs now for the better part of the last 19 years uh, in state government in another state. And of course, more than 14 here in Michigan with the with the federal VA. Um, we cannot and certainly are not the solution to all veterans issues and, and problems when it comes to especially to employment. Um, the communities definitely need to step up. And I know in Michigan, especially over the last 10 years or so, Michigan has done a much better job overall at, at really stepping up in our community involvement, in our collaboration, uh, and taking care of veterans out at the local and regional levels. With that said, uh, the emergence of the VCATs or the Veteran Community Action Teams over the last several years have been very instrumental. And one of those uh, committees that usually sits uh, as part of one of the pillars of those is employment. And I've been very active in that uh, role in employment for a number of years. In Region 7, which is in the middle part of the state, uh, Ingham, Clinton, Eaton County, we have a coalition called the Lansing Veterans Coalition or the Lansing Area Veterans Coalition. And employment, uh, we believed that some activities that we wanted to try to put out there in our, commu in our community uh, had more to do with bridging the military-civilian gap, being able to foster communication between veterans, our community partners, and our employers, and not necessarily gravitate to the big job fairs that are out there. If you know, those job fairs can often be pressure cooker, high expectation, kind of stressful environments that really last only a few moments. Uh, with our networking events, we believe that uh, all of those parties have the opportunity to really expound upon some of their own experience and really get to know one another. Um, our networking events now, because of COVID last year, uh, we've had to adapt to the virtual environment. And right now we host weekly events on Thursday afternoons at two o'clock and we change the uh, industry or sector each week to uh, permit that uh, kind of interaction. Well, I appreciate all of this information, and I thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We'll make sure that all of you all get information on InvestVets on our on Facebook page. And as always, if you want to find out more, you can give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET, and we will get you connected to Mike Poima and his team that are working on VR&E uh, information and um, InvestVets. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mike. Thank you for having me. All right, stick around. We'll be right back with the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, 
Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We are joined by our final guest of the day, Tim Honeycutt. He is the CEO and co-founder of Zero Day. Now, Tim began his career working as a corrections officer with the Michigan Department of Corrections and advanced to management within the MDOC. He left corrections to pursue a career in construction, starting Honeycutt Construction and Development. He specializes in economic development projects, renewing traditional downtowns, and improving property values through historic preservation and brownfield redevelopment. And all of that he does with and through supporting the lives and growth of veterans at Zero Day. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you. So we, we are talking today about employment resources for veterans and their families. And, you know, I, you know, I think Zero Day is an amazing program that you have. Can you tell us a little bit about Zero Day and what services you provide for veterans? Sure. Um, so there's really no limit to the services that we provide. Um, we started in 2012, and it was intentionally um, designed to fulfill uh, employment needs that we had in the construction and development industry throughout the uh, Michigan communities. There was uh, a ton of work that needed to be done and a lot of subcontractors that needed people to do the work. And we had a lot of niche industry types of things for them. Um, as we have grown and evolved, we developed many of the different um, service components out of need and um, in a vacuum in a sense. So at the end of the day, we have our own mental health um, program called Zero Day Supportive Services within it. Um, that's actually where most of the veterans that start with us go through an intake process with an actual counselor rather than me interviewing them for work. So it's, it's at that point that we find out what their actual needs are and their capability to um, um, serve in the workforce. Maybe they're not ready for the workforce and need um, benefits or transportation or housing or assistance with their family. Um, so our whole process at this point is set up to help the veteran succeed and maximize the use of the benefits that they've earned and make the, the best opportunities for them and their families. Well, and, you know, I was able to tour one of your uh, housing facilities, which was beautiful. And I, and I, and when I say housing, I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, it looked like a five-star apartment complex, but I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because you talked about the resources and kind of providing the plethora of resources for veterans to be successful. Um, what, you know, what is that, what do you do with that housing? Who, who's eligible for that? And how does that, how does that work in tandem with the employment piece? Okay. So, you know, housing, shelter, um, security, safety, you know, it's all part of the hierarchy of needs, correct? Um, that's 175 units of multi-family yeah, multi apartments. It's financed through the Michigan State Housing Development Authority and uh, was developed by my partner, Marveld Camp. It's called Silver Star uh, Veteran Community, and it's located in Battle Creek. Probably the most unique thing about it uh, was the groundbreaking work it took to uh, get through two acts of Congress to allow, it to, uh, allow us to have that land under lease from the VA. Um, it's the other unique part of that that you won't find in hardly any scenarios is that we are, um, we, we share a fence and a gate with the VA. So when veterans are in need that are coming through our programs and services, we literally can walk them next door to the VA and, and get the assistance that they need. 
Um, it's, it's very convenient. To be eligible to live there, uh, the veterans um, that we have connected with that are in the chronically homeless scenarios make up uh, the majority of the people that are residing there. We have veterans that are, um, uh, they're, they're currently active in the National Guard. Um, I've shared a story with you about one of the individuals that we found uh, living in, um, in a state forest in a broken down vehicle in between his reserve duty weekends. And we were able to move him in there, help him get his life stabilized, get him the services and support that he needed. Um, he's making uh, over $60,000 a year, has completed his education and degrees and uh, worked through the apprenticeships and he's on his way to a great life and he can live there as long as he wants. It's um, with it being a mission to financed housing development, the, uh, the rent is based on their income and generally it's 30% of the income that you're reporting. And there is a cap on that. So you'll go up to a certain amount that's market rate, which is about $600 a month. And it's permanent supportive housing, meaning we provide all the services and opportunities, but we don't, uh, we don't require people to leave. Once they get a good job, they don't have to move out. You could win the lotto the next day after you've qualified to be there and you can stay forever. That's great. I mean, and that's very different than a lot of those other um, places that you talk about, because then you can continue to to build on um, what you have, maybe saving up so you can get that house versus, you know, every time you get a raise, then you have to like charge it to their rent. So that's, that's great to hear. You mentioned um, apprenticeships. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how it plays a role um, in what you're doing? I sure can. Um, so when we first started, again, going back to the first days of Zero Day, um, creating different trades opportunities for the veterans, mostly in the construction industry was key, but obviously we were going to meet veterans uh, as we grew, uh, grew our caseload to about 300. Not everybody wants to be in the construction industry. So as of today, we have 13 apprenticeships that are registered with the U.S. Department of Labor, and they are promoted on the VA's website. If you go to uh, the VA, I think it's backslash um, apprenticeship opportunities, you are likely to find uh, the links there for us. There's only a couple that are there, so um, we're pretty easy to find in, in those regards, or you can just go to our website and link up with us. But we have all of the construction trades, and obviously I can't be an apprentice master for everything. So I have partner employers. Uh, electricians are, is a great example. I have four different electrical companies that um, two are commercial and two are residential, and they will take apprentices that I have enrolled with Zero Day and they will go to work for them and they can either work for zero day because they need us to do their paperwork or need us to continue the support services. Um, that's just one example of, of the various trades that we've incorporated. Uh, some of the less um, lesser anticipated apprenticeships that people don't know about or think about, uh, we have a wildlife technologies apprenticeship program where we have uh, graduated veterans into being uh, conservation officers. And some have gone into more of an agricultural field. Uh, we do have an agricultural program that uh, incorporates the Heroes to Hives program as well as uh, other farming programs. And we're supported heavily there from Michigan State University. Um, our newest ones that are super unique and I'm really excited about is the uh, the drone programs. That's also partnered up with our excuse me our insurance appraiser. 
uh, apprenticeship, which is really cool because the veterans will be um, getting their pilot's licenses for the drones. So they'll be commercial pilots and working in the, indust um, the insurance industry. And so they, they don't necessarily have to live there then in order to take advantage of some of these opportunities, correct? Correct. Most of the veterans are currently engaged in the National Guard or they're, uh, you know, they're living out in the community uh, across the state and actually some out of state. Um, of the 175 units of apartments, we have a few apprentices there, but um, it's actually a, kind of an aging population as well. So we have a, a good mix, but a lot of the veterans that are there aren't, uh, aren't ready for that level of work. Well, I, you know, I thank you so much for coming on the show today. I, I think I felt a bunch of veterans get excited when they heard uh, the, the drone program. We will make sure that we share your website information on our Facebook page when we launch this uh, show information. But thank you so much for joining us today, Tim. Thank you. And I want to thank the other guests that joined us today, um, Crystal Bershey and Mike Poima. And I want to remind you all that you can give us a call at 1-800-MISHFET. That's one 800 642 4838 to get connected to any of these resources. See you next week on The Veterans Perspective.